0: This podcast is brought to you in part by SureWinder. SureWinder takes great pride in producing high-quality tools that keep you safe and make your life easier. Let them shoulder the burden of winding your springs with a power drill. Hey guys, Ryan here, Torsion Talk Podcast. We are interviewing Val Sigmund from uh, AMR, Intramatic, whatever you want to call him. We get that figured out. Are they Intramatic? Are they AMR? We got that covered in this. Also, he talks about some future plans, some product rollouts, some things you may not know about AMR. You're going to catch all those right here on this podcast. Sit back, relax, enjoy, be safe. Hey Val, how are you today? I'm doing well, Ron. How are you? I'm doing excellent. Thanks for joining the show.
1: I'm excited to be here.
0: So you are, what's your official title? President?
1: Uh, so I am president of uh, AMAR. I don't get too hung up on titles, but that is what I am uh, within the company.
0: I like your attitude already, so we're going to get along well. <laughs> what um, Can you explain real quick, I know I'm kind of jumping right in here, but before we get into more about you and, and your history with AMAR, uh, I've never had anyone formally tell me intramatic AMAR. What, some people call it intramatic, some people call it AMAR. What, what is the correlation and is there a difference or, or how's that work?
1: So it's really one and the same. I mean, to try to simplify, intramatic, um, Officially, is referred to as the company, and we sell Amar branded products. Gotcha. Uh, but to be fair, after almost 70 years, we've always been known to our dealer community and base is Amar, uh, so that's basically what we go by. Gotcha. But a little confusing, but ultimately, we uh, we go by Amar day to day.
0: Yeah, I just ignore people when they say intramatic, and I think Amar. So, <laughs> <I> understand. <laughs> but when you try to look up Amar distribution center in our area, it's non-existent but when you do intramatic, it pulls up all the details. Um, so anyway, I just thought I'd ask, um, so Absolutely. Val, tell us, how did you get involved with, uh, and I'm just going to use Amar if that's okay. It's comfortable Absolutely. for me. All all right. me. How did you get involved with Amar? How you, how long you been with them and, uh, and, uh, how did you get started?
1: You know, I've been with the company, uh, 26 years. Uh, there'll be, uh, 27 years the next month, and, and started with the company as an assistant manager at one of our door centers uh, way back when in Raleigh, North Carolina. You can probably tell from the accent from the Carolinas, that. but
0: I'm a Georgia boy. Uh,
1: started there as an assistant manager, and then Ryan probably the next 10 years had a lot of different roles within our door center, some on the service side, uh, some on the sales side, and then from there worked uh, to build our national account group. Uh, which is in you know, our retail business and some of our national account relationships. And I'll be the first to tell you I was incredibly fortunate to have a really good mentor and Richard Brenner and Jeff Nick that allowed me to do different things. So I, I, I had one year in manufacturing in our North Carolina plan. I worked some in HR, I worked some in supply chain. So I was very fortunate to do a lot of different things with the company through the years.
0: That's awesome. So I'm going to have some questions for you about distribution here in a little bit, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I am hoping you have some answers for me because you came up from the bottom. It sounds like absolutely that is awesome. I love that story, by the way. Uh, nothing greater than seeing somebody start at the bottom and work their way all the way to the top. Um, and uh, I am kind of amazed at how often I hear that. But kudos to you for uh, for sticking with the company and and working your way up. So I appreciate that. Amar, it's no secret, uh, you guys are very big in the market. Um, I, I believe your parent company is Asa Abloy. Do I understand that correctly? Correct, correct. And Asa Abloy is a Sweden, uh, Sweden-based Sweden company. Uh, and for those of you guys who don't know, and correct me if I'm wrong, you guys, uh, or Asa Obloy rather, uh, really focuses their attention on, like, access control and uh, more like r- retail um, – Traffic type stuff, is that correct?
1: It, it is. I mean, really, Alpha Abloy is really focused on all door opening solutions. Okay. So, not to give you too much, bore you with too much detail, but there's really the, the locking side of the business, which is all about access solutions. There's an identity side of the business, which is about passports and that type. And then entrance systems, which is what we are a part of, around, which is uh, really anything um, door openings in terms of the automation of those products so obviously for us sectional doors uh, and motors
0: now in my basic research i was a little bit surprised because i was not aware that uh also was a publicly traded company did that recently happen or has that always been the case
1: you know it's been that way for years it's on the nordic Stock Exchange, the, you know, you can find out Boy B-shares uh, on the New York Stock Exchange, but ultimately it's been public for years. Uh, specific to, to AMAR, you know, we were privately held by a very entrepreneurial family in North Carolina, and then 2013, the family decided to sell the business to a strategic buyer. Uh, as with most sales, clearly you could probably go the route of private equity, and, and the family could have made a little bit more money, but the key the focus was to make sure it's a strategic fit, the best thing for the team. And uh, for us, Asa Abloy has been that in terms of helping support the business and help drive uh, the business forward.
0: Nice. So you've been with them for a long time. What changes did you see when Asa Abloy uh, acquired Intramatic AMAR?
1: You know, we get that question a lot, which is a fair question. And, and, you know, the biggest thing that's made our company successful is all about the culture. And, and to be fair, I think every president says that term, but truly within AMAR, it's all about a culture of caring service, uh, which is, we say, internal and external. So if I work in our production facility and I'm producing a section and i got to get it to shipping, we're shipping as my customer, right? So we got to make sure we, we show a caring culture of service. So the big concern was, would the culture change? And the shorter answer is it has not. I mean, the, the, the nice thing about Asa is they acquire successful companies, um, and then they share information on some of the tools and some of the strategies that they have globally that make companies successful, and then we incorporate those into our business. So, uh, of course, there's been some change with, you know, smaller parts of the business but the culture and how we go to market uh, generally has not changed which has been good.
0: Nice. As a leader of your company um, you know every leader kind of has their strengths and typically tries to hire for their weaknesses Um, what are are your strengths when it comes to, I'm just curious because I assume when you started out with AMAR, you weren't thinking one day I'm going to be the president of this company. Maybe you were, (laughs) but, but uh, you know, it's not every day you see that. Most people go to school, get their bachelors and everything else. And, you know, groom to be president of a company this large, you made your way from the bottom. What are some of your strengths uh, of being the leader of of AMAR and some of your weaknesses?
1: No, I think it's, you know, for me, to answer your question, I never had grand aspirations saying, hey, one day I'm going to run this company. It's just always doing whatever I needed to to support the business. And I think about strength, I think a key one is, is just collaboration. Uh, we talk about one of our core values is empowerment, right? So to make sure you set clear expectations, you empower people, and then quite frankly, Ryan, you got to be able to back away and, and let them drive the business. And I think for me personally, it's I really endorse and drive empowerment and a lot about collaboration. I think I said it before. I don't get too hung up on titles. So another part of our business that I think I facilitated is everybody's got to see the table. Uh, my cell phone is available to all of our team members, all of our customers, no matter who you are. If you've got feedback or you've got questions, well, we've got a very um, open door policy. We're all very approachable, and I think that's the way we we've, we've driven the business for years and. Uh, I think that's the strength of not just me, but anymore in general.
0: Have you? I'm sure the answer to this is yes, but I want to ask because I'm just curious. Uh, do you know who Mike Cradell is with Genie Company? Uh, I've heard of Mike. I've never had the opportunity
1: to meet Mike, but I've absolutely heard of Mike.
0: So I don't know if you listen to podcasts or not, but um, I, I interviewed Mike a couple, uh, I don't know. What was that? like three episodes ago, Um, and impressive. Like, this dude is legit. Like, I love this guy. He's just so impressive. Down-to-earth, open-door policy, cell phone number on his business card. As I'm talking to you, I can't help to find a correlation between you and his personality and leadership style. Um, so, so no doubt that, that, that I think you're going to be successful. And I, I, Mike, I hold him in high regard just because a little while I've known him, uh, he's just been so impressive and this is our first conversation really. Um, and so you're hitting on all the things that I believe in. Um, and I think you and Mike, uh, would probably make great friends, uh, just based on your leadership style and the way you guys manage. Uh, so just a little plug there. I don't know if you guys might uh, that. buy each other a drink or something at the next show or whatever, but uh, I think some <laughs> I'm good sure conversation in we'll the, the,
1: the day, uh, I think you got to have humility. You got to have empathy and, and it, it's incredibly complex at times in the, the day. It's, it's people dealing with people and not to sound so cliche-ish, but uh, it should really be that simple and everybody should be approachable. So yeah, we make it more complex than it is at times.
0: Yeah. So I want to spend some time on AMAR Residential and a little bit on sure. AMAR Commercial because majority of our listeners are are um, like owners or managers of, of residential and commercial door companies. So tell us a little bit about AMAR as a whole, y'all's vision, uh, what you guys do really well, what you guys do unique, uh, what separates you guys from the other companies.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I, not to walk you through our whole strategic framework, but if, but if I you know, start with our vision, I mean, our vision is fairly simple. It's just to every day help people enjoy the quality of life at home, at work, and at play. And that, that's very open-ended, but you think about what what can people rally behind, whether it be our team members, whether it be our dealers. I think that's uh, quite simply our, our vision tied to our mission. If I think about um, – the residential side of the business, I think that's what we're mainly known for. No surprise. If I think about our almost 70-year history, it's been more residential-focused. Our local distribution, residential, uh, is less complex. Uh, For local distribution, there's less inventory requirements, or at least there used to be. Uh, So I think we're known for residential, and I think part of that um, is continuing to to meet the needs of the marketplace. Um, As you know, it's got incredibly... Um, complex in terms of the offering, but it's all about improving the personalized choices of consumers, whether that be more stamps, more colors, more looks like a modern design. So I think we've been known for that. We continue to invest and innovate uh, on the residential side. That will not stop. I think on the commercial side, I think that's where we've been a little weaker, right? I mean, we have commercial products out there. We've made some significant investments the last I'd say six to seven years to improve our product offering. Uh, but we continue to learn on that side of the business. If I look at residential, I'll put it this way. I think we're, we're middle-aged. If I look at commercial, I think we're in our, our young 20s, if you will. Not that there's anything wrong with either of those, but the point being we're a little less mature um, and we're rapidly intensifying our focus on improving the product offering as well as the entire customer experience. So we still got quite a bit of opportunity there, and uh, we'll continue to that
0: that's awesome. So when I came into the business, it's no secret. I started about five years ago. Uh, I, um, I sold your product almost exclusively. And mm-hmm. uh, one of them my favorite doors uh, that we used to sell were the Amar classical, which I still sell a lot of actually. Um, and I love that door. I've put it on my house. It's on my mother-in-law's house. Um, and so I, I, I just love the three sections, how large they are, how they look when it's going up and down, um, the large windows. And then recently you guys rolled out the classical full view, which I thought was brilliant. It's probably always been there, but it's like, Hey, we could just market it differently and voila, we got a new product line. Um, And how is that working out for you guys? Are you guys selling them quite a bit or are people still kind of uh, figuring it out?
1: You know, we're doing well in that product offering. And and to your point, it just rolled out. But if you think about the trends in the marketplace, I mentioned modern design. So that's been an active trend for a number of years. And, And I think the full vision trend, whether it be what we call the mosaic, where you can get windows anywhere in the door or you know, a more economical option compared to aluminum full vision door. And I think the classical full view door does that with the three sections. You have less breaks in the doors. You get all that light um, and, you know, views and energy efficiency to the end users. And I think it's done well. And, you know, if I look at what we focused on and what we showed at IDA in Salt Lake City, Ryan, I mean, it was really about that modern contemporary design. So the classical full view just rolled out. Uh, We're coming out in a couple months with what we call a diamond weave embossment. So it's a, it's a different embossment that has a much uh, you know different look, once again, to support the modern contemporary architecture that's out there and uh, ultimately get the dealers the, the product and the tools they need to be, be successful and grow the business.
0: So going back to what you just said, this is very interesting. So instead of like a wood texture embossment, you guys are going with like a diamond?
1: You know, it's uh, it's exactly right. It's, it's, it's And it's hard to explain. It's not like the the diamond plating you see on hardware box, and it's a little softer approach for the embossment, but the key point is it's, it's a different look, um, and that's what, back okay. to the comment earlier, you know, consumers want to be able to personalize their home, and with so many forward-facing garage doors, which is not new, but what is new is just that flexibility to create your own individual design. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we showed it at the IDA show in Salt Lake, as I said, it'll be out in the next couple of months, but we feel like it'll do well. We'll roll it out commercial in a couple of months and it'll come out residential shortly thereafter. Um, but once again, we, we, you know, we got the feedback from a sister company and then we showed it to our dealer advisory council and got really good input. So that really led to the investment and uh, trying to get the product to market.
0: So I was at the show, but, uh, did not see that. Uh, I don't know if you guys are being open about it. I mean, you had it at the show. Do you have a photo or something that you could share with me on that? Absolutely. absolutely. Awesome. Well, uh, for our you listeners.
1: That you. We're still working on the literature and everything else, but absolutely. Authentic. Yeah.
0: If you can just send me a picture, that'd be great. I'd like to share it with our audience on Facebook. Um, and little plug, if you guys are listening to the show and want to keep up with updates, uh, we do those on Facebook. So make sure you follow us at Torch Talk Podcast on Facebook. Um, the horizon is also unique, uh, in the fact that there's very minimal or no vertical styles. Um, can you tell me a little bit about that? And, and like, I always hear a lot when I'm talking about, we sell a ton of full views and I'm always hearing, Oh, my engineers don't let us do this. My engineers don't let us do this. How did you guys figure <laughs> you know out? It is
1: engineering.
0: Yeah. Uh, so right. how did you guys figure this out? Uh, with really no no vertical stabilization, uh, horizontal. Uh, I mean, tell me about that.
1: You know, I think you you hit the nail right on the head. Historically, it's been one of those sacred cows that, from an engineering perspective, hey, you can't do it; it's not going to be enough support. But in reality, you you can. So, I mean, there are width limitations, uh, so you can only go up to certain widths. But thinking about Uh, Most single-car doors, to your point, it's a full-vision door that there's no center style, so the glass goes the complete uh, span of the width of the door just to give it that nice, clean look. It lets in more light, um, kind of more energy-efficient feeling in the garage itself. And, um, you know, I think I'd love to take credit for it, but clearly our engineering team worked incredibly hard with our product innovation folks, and they figured it out. And the key thing is how do we continue to build upon that and expand upon that um, once again, to meet those uh, nice, modern, contemporary looks in the marketplace.
0: That's awesome. So one of the things you guys tried, which I'm um, all for innovation, Innovation. Um, I feel like my first couple years in the business, uh, I, I was a little bit frustrated because there was probably a lack of innovation. Now we're seeing manufacturers really try new things, uh, do away with old things. Um you guys have decided to kind of moonlight the, um, I don't know, moonlight the right word, uh, discontinue the um, the pinch-resistant hinge. Uh, yeah. How did you decide that, and and what's your plan? Are you guys going to the, the regular leaf hinge? Um, and how does that affect the Clasca? Because I understand the Clasca is still coming with the pinch-proof and are apparently supposed to come out with a uh, – a new hinge uh, later. No,
1: it's a frequent question we get. I mean, if you if you wind back the clock and think about when we rolled out the pinch resistant product, um, you know, basically there was a lot of discussion with the Consumer Product Safety Commission about some of the pinch points in the industry, and at the time, some talk about making it a mandatory requirement. So, so I'll give our former owners credit. We tried to get ahead of the curve. We rolled the product out. Incredibly innovative design uh, that works well, but then. Over time, Ryan, I mean, all things evolved. And what we, quite frankly, found is that from a consumer uh, and a dealer perspective, it was not providing the the added value uh, that we had intended to provide. Uh, So we did some consumer studies. We did a lot of dealer discussions to understand whether it's really worthwhile to provide the value. And the short answer was that it's not the key component in terms of making a buying decision. Uh, So with that being said, we made the decision to change the hardware Um, there's, you know, thoughts about changing the the profile of the section itself, uh, to get more towards a traditional tongue and groove type design. But that, that was really the driver to to pull back on that design. It's much more complex to manufacture in some of the tolerances. And and clearly we have to focus on providing product that's complete on time and damage free. And if it adds complexity in manufacturing, we got to try to figure out how to, Eliminate that complexity so we can continue to provide product for the marketplace and uh, as short a lead time uh,
0: as possible. So as a business owner myself, I own two businesses, a marketing agency and a garage door company. Um, I think a lot of times my employees get very frustrated with me because I could be sometimes too innovative. And if I get rolling on something and I have I thought it was going to work one way and it's not, I'm like, all right, we're not doing that anymore. And they're like, but you got us totally bought in like six months ago. And now you're telling us that you don't want to do it. And I'm like, exactly. And they're like, man, can you do something and stick with it? And I'm like, if you want to do something and stick with it, you need to go somewhere else. This is not the company. Like I'm just always trying new stuff because it's what makes our company, in my opinion, great. Like we're constantly trying new things We're we're evolving, we're innovating, we're, and, and, and unfortunately uh, for, for people in my company, they probably deal with a lot more change. So you have to be open to that. Um, but I, I applaud you, um, you got a lot larger scale um, to say, you know what, we're gonna scrap this and go in a different direction. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I applaud you. I know that's not an easy decision uh, at all, um, but yeah. if, it's not, if it's not proven to be a good return on investment, um, but sometimes doing away with something's 10 times harder to do um, than starting something new so uh, good job on that I think that was the right bet um, I, I like the the leaf hinge um, you know we we try to install 14 gauge leaf hinge on every single door that we do unless the manufacturer suggests otherwise um, but that was really my only little like... Uh, I, don't, I wouldn't even call it a complaint, but just like a little, Hey, uh, the classic is one of my favorite doors. Uh, however, yeah. over time it, the hinges get a little squeaky um, and you just got to lubricate them, keep them lubricated. Um, and so I'm really excited because after that there's not going to be anything for me to tell customers, Hey, look, this is a, this is a great door for your application. I'm not going to have to say, oh, you know, there's only one thing that you might want to consider. I, I'm I'm really excited about that. Um, so uh, thank you. Good well, decision, in, in my opinion.
1: I appreciate that. I think as a leader, as you are, I mean, change is, is difficult for the entire team. But I think the, the, the minute you stop listening to customers and you get so entrenched in your design or whatever your idea is, well, then that's the, ultimately the kiss to the desk. You know that. And I think we, we tried to model our business after that. and I'll be the first to tell you. At times we're slow. We're never fast enough. Um, but it's not lack of effort. It's just
0: uh, you're the big time company, it takes to get things man. done. Yeah, you know? it's like uh, I'm 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 in a speedboat carrying five people, and you're in a massive ship carrying. I mean, how many people does Amar employ roughly? You know,
1: we've got uh, 1,452 <laughs> team members that we've got in the company. Yeah. And,
0: and you're not turning that ship too fast. <laughs>
1: Well, you know, you, you'd love to, but that's the challenge, right? Yeah. How do you become bigger without losing, quite frankly, that flexibility and that um, velocity to be able to change? And it's, it's not easily done, but that's what we strive to do, and, and we continue to focus on getting better at it.
0: Well, I think you're doing a good job. Keep up the good work. I appreciate that. Um, so let's talk about distribution. and Sure. Yes, um, you've caught me at a time where I'm probably a little bit frustrated and this isn't an AMAR thing. This is a garage door industry thing. SOMER is a European based garage door opener manufacturer who has recently opened SOMER USA out of Charlotte, North Carolina, serving more than 90 countries worldwide. With our 40 years of experience, SOMER produces one of the highest quality openers on the market. Combining German engineering and manufacturing, SOMER uses direct drive technology to make their openers and opener accessories durable, long-lasting, quiet, and with the maximum lifting force. Further, SOMER has earned both IDA and DASMA certifications by maintaining the quality and innovation standards set in place by national and international garage door associations. Maintaining these standards has allowed SOMER to create the most versatile operator on the market, Featuring unique optimization and diagnostic tools to make their operator perfect for every job and every customer. For more information on SOMER operators, visit SOMER-USA.com. That's S-O-M-M-E-R-USA.com. Or contact their Charlotte office at 877-766-6607. It's no secret that I bring on advertisers of products that I use and love. I love it when I sign up for a service and feel good about it before, during, and after. Service Titan has made our customer experience significantly better. We use automated messages to go out to our customers to streamline communication. Our customers love the fact that they can text in and we know who they are by name. All communication between our customers via call text is attached to their customer account so text can review it prior to arriving to a job. I love the campaign source report. It tells me which marketing campaigns are working. My favorite feature is the new marketing feature that allows me to set up drip campaigns and email our customers based on what they bought or didn't buy from us. Check out Service Titan at servicetitan.com forward slash torsion for your free demo. probably a little bit frustrated. And this isn't an AMAR thing. This is a garage door industry thing. So I'm going to just tell you where I'm at right now. And then okay. I'm going to pick your brain to see what we can do to fix it um, while I've got you here. So selfish me, listeners, mm-hmm. if you don't care, you can back out now. But I feel like we all kind of deal with some of this to our own degree. All right. So here's my situation. When I'm choosing a door manufacturer, I'm looking at a couple things. One, uh, do they build their core product well? Stamped carriage Uh, You know, short panel, long panel raised, uh, you know, just the basic stuff. Do they build those well? I don't sell a lot of pan stuff. uh, So we we really sell a lot of three layers, uh, flush panel doors, full view glass doors. So we sell, I sell a bunch of different brands, but we like to have one brand that we do majority of our business with. And the other things that I'm looking at are customer service. Like, you know, how easy is it for me to get an answer from you if I need it? Uh, can I call the distribution? Can I call my rep and get them? By the way, I called Corey today. I mean, he makes himself pretty available. Uh, so shout out, Corey. Good job, bud. Um, you've always done a good job following up with me. Um, so I, I like your rep. Uh, he does a good job. The um, uh, the other thing I look at is distribution. Um, and when I say distribution, I mean like... How well are your processes and your workflows? And um, lead times aren't as important to me. We're typically dealing with a end clientele. Uh, they don't, they know, I think, when they order from us. I mean, we're good at setting expectations. You know, this is going to be, we, we under promise and try to over deliver. Here's where we're at, right? So um, I just bought a warehouse. I'm, I'm investing heavily because I'm so frustrated but you coming from the bottom at the warehouse and seeing the operations and then working your way all the way up to the top, uh, I would love your perspective on this. We are having massive issues with most distribution centers. Um, and from my understanding, a lot of other people have the same issues. So we will uh, we'll order the product. Um sometimes we'll get an ETA on when the product's supposed to be in. Then, uh, you know, we we notify our distribution centers and say, hey, we're coming to pick this up on this particular day. We normally then email like the day before, say, hey, we're coming to pick it up. Uh, right now, I know things are a little bit crazy because you got COVID and everything else, but uh, we're not helping ourselves in a lot of cases, right? So, uh, the distribution center that we've been working with uh, up until recently, we were having issues where they were like um, sticker doors wrong, giving half our door to another company. Then we'd have to go meet that company to go pick up our sections um, and give them theirs. <laughs> um, we would have mm-hmm. like uh, situations where uh, like some companies, you guys don't cut windows, but we, we, we had a situation where, um, we would show up and the windows aren't cut yet. Uh, Let's see. The other day we had a door we ordered four weeks ago and uh, we arrived and they didn't have the track. um, So they had to try to make it. Um, I mean, it's just, the problem is, is that when we find these things out, when we arrive after doing so much follow up, we're coming to pick it up. We're coming to pick it up. We're coming to pick it up. Um, And uh, so I, I gave up. So, I gave up. I, I, I invested in a 10,000 square foot building, which is a lot for me. I'm a small guy. Uh, but, but I can't justify calling my customers on the day of saying, Hey, uh, you know, I'm sorry. We really, uh, we really botched this one. I'm, I'm not going to be able to show up today or I want to be, you know, three hours late, uh, cause we're at the dock for an hour and a half, two hours. So, uh, how can we, as an industry, my main thing is, is I think the, the garage door, overhead door industry, really struggles with professionalism, in in mm-hmm. in the, the the door dealer side. But after thinking about it this week, I'm like, okay, well, it kind of starts at the manufacturer side, and you guys are pretty professional, but our interactions aren't with the valves of the world. Our interactions are with the distributions of the world, and the lack of communication and the lack of thought follow through and all of that is a problem. And so how can we improve that? And as a dealer, what suggestions could you give us? Maybe, maybe not everybody can afford, I don't even know if I can afford a 10,000 square foot building. Um, but I can't afford not to have the building. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I kind of feel stuck. Like I'm blessed to be in a position to be able to get a building Uh, But I would prefer not to because we have all these distribution centers locally Um, and I and and I'll give you an out. The covid thing is a real thing and that's affecting manufacturing. So I'm not talking about the manufacturing Mm -hmm. part. That's not it. Um, All I'm talking about is the door arrives, the processes from that point to loading the trucks and giving us our stuff properly and allowing us to get to the job site how can we improve on that? Because there doesn't seem to be a lot of processes. And I know you can't speak for all, but you got to have some suggestions or ideas, right?
1: No, there's a lot in that question, Ryan. And I think, first of all, I can only speak for Amar and that's what I'll speak towards. And and clearly, we've caused you some of those issues, and I feel certain we have. I apologize on behalf of AMR. But but back to your question, if you look at the challenge in the industry, I mean, we, we, we call ourselves the king of local distribution. Our, our growth path through the year was, was to open more door centers. Uh, we open more door centers, we grow, but I think the complexity of the product offering that we more inventory breadth and depth is required to be able to, to your point, have the product there local so you're not having to call, you're not having to wait three weeks, is a challenge to the entire industry. I mean, there, there's a lot more distribution points nationwide. Um, but if, if, you know, if you've got a small facility and you've got you know true white short panel, which is what it was when I started, um, you know, it wasn't overly complex. But now with consumer demand and just the need to be able to get the product, and you mentioned windows, there's been a lot of change. So a couple of things we're doing. I mean, we are evolving our distribution. So our model is not just you, you add more brick and mortar. We've got to be smarter about our um, capital and our investment. So what we've done in the last three years is, you know, going to market in different ways through of our distribution. So I'll give you an example. In the Northeast, we have what we call a hub door center. So our door centers are generally anywhere from, you know, 10 to 20,000 square feet. They could have, you know, a quarter million dollars worth of inventory, but this hub distribution center, door center up in the Northeast is 50,000 square feet. It's got about a million dollars worth of inventory. And what they do is they've got a lot more inventory, but more than that, they have capabilities to be able to paint, Door custom colors, to put in windows, if needed, insulate the door, and the intent being to service the local market, but then also to service an entire region. Uh, so as an example, this facility is in Clinton, New Jersey. They make deliveries up into Massachusetts. Uh, they go over into Pennsylvania. And the point being that from a dealer perspective, uh, if you were in that area, you would know, well, hey, here's all the product offering I've got in this location not just my local door center but then also the hub that services them every week just to try to fix those issues to where you have more continuity of product you know you can get it within a week Um, if lead times is not important that's okay if it is important well then you're getting an industry standard lead time industry best lead time um, just to try to improve that situation so that's kind of how do you attack distribution on the availability of the product? The second component I think is really tied to technology. Um, we've 100%. done some things from a technology perspective we got to do better. What I talk to our team all about is you, you go order a Domino's pizza online and not to plug Domino's if you like Papa John's or somebody else. But you order online, it tells you every step in the process. Papa time, John's right? does it too.
0: I told I, I just had a staff meeting with my team three weeks ago and i think i even brought it up on a uh, on a podcast earlier because we're interviewing suppliers i mean well, if a pizza joint can tell you when it's going in the oven how come we can't tell the customer when the product's been ordered or when it's due i mean like right I mean, and if You're i order if, if i order a door with 20 inch radius track four weeks ago why are we trying to figure it out today when we're here to pick up the door that we don't have the 20-inch radius track. And by the way, this isn't your distribution center. Uh, I mean, we do some business with you guys, but th- I'm speaking more to, to others. Um, so, um, Absolutely. yeah, technology well, the, the can is, fix you know,
1: a you lot. You said it right. I mean, Domino's Pizza can do it. Why can't we? And we should. It said how do you better manage the entire process and I'd love to tell you we're gonna have this in the next three months we're not it's a multi-year process and investment what I can tell you though is we understand the importance of it uh, we're working on it so with our evolving our distribution improving technology uh, you know our, our focus our goal is to be the supplier of choice uh, to support the entire dealer community and, and it takes a lot to get there but we're we're heading down this path but the you know the best thing we learn and quite frankly is from dealers like yourself You know what do we need to do to get better, and that's where we come up with these ideas that we
0: ultimately decide to invest in. Yeah, and you're getting this question because you're the only one I've interviewed who started in the warehouse. (laughs) Yeah, well, everybody else I ask is going to be like, "Uh, I don't know. Let me get with my warehouse manager and get let you. So, uh, I I value your opinion because you know you obviously are a smart guy for for you started there and worked your way up. you know what you're doing. I, and I appreciate that. I, I joke like
1: with my team all the time. You know, I probably couldn't run a door center today. <laughs> it's too much work it's hard. I mean, and I don't, of you know, I'm not days. trying that to pick
0: is. on the door centers at all, right? Like uh, that's not the point, yeah, uh, but I'm, I'm my, my job here is to educate and entertain, but we're, we're also here to try to make the industry better. And that includes Absolutely. from the, from the door centers, the manufacturers all the way down to the door dealers. I want, to, I want to make the industry better. And uh, one of the things I know has to change in order for me to be professional to my customers is I need my dorm uh, distribution centers to be professional with me. And so if, if that is a trickle effect, then the customer then feels, oh wow, this was a great experience. They communicated with me all the way through. It took four or five weeks, but no big deal. Uh, they gave me updates. Uh, I want my customers to know when the pizza's in the oven. Uh, I want them to know that we're putting the pepperoni on it. I want them to know that we're pulling it out and boxing it up and it's on its way. And here's your estimated yep. time. It, thats I don't think that's too hard to ask, especially for something that's going to take, you know, 45, 60 days, whatever. Um, so uh, I, I, I feel like, you hit it on the head and maybe I like to throw tech at everything because my background is software. Um, I feel like there's software out there that could help us with this uh, cloud-based software where, where, (laughs) I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm researching it now for our own good because I'm sitting here (laughs) funny enough. I had this conversation with my wife. I said, babe, we uh, we're trying to fix a problem uh, by moving into a warehouse and I haven't found a solution to fix their problem. The whole reason we left them. So I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here like, okay, well, we got to figure this out. So we're, we are actively trying to find a solution that when we sell a door, we don't sell the springs or the track or a portion of the door or whatever, or we have the motors, you know, maybe we run out of stock of the motor you know how do we designate that motor to that job, and and we're working on all those processes now. And these are all brand new to us, and I'm sure we're going to have some bumps and bruises. But I'm blown away by companies who have been doing this for twenty plus years, and they're struggling. They're struggling to make sure that they have the track of the motor, and you know, and 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 the COVID thing is like we've gotten that excuse. That's fine. I I'm, I understand. Like Liftmasters short whatever. We it's been communicated. But when we let you know, when you say, hey, your order is ready for pickup, and then we tell you we're coming to pick it up, we just expect it to be there. Um, so, sorry. I'm venting no, probably it. a little bit. I, I, I
1: mean, I think, quite frankly, somewhat selfishly, I think it's – for us, it's good that it's not necessarily easy to run a distribution center, right? I mean, a lot of our competitors do it, but I think for us, it is – is technology, but then in some of it's just day-to-day processes, right? We think about lean principles and what we're doing in some of our door centers and how do you intensify that, um, once again, ultimately with the goal of improving the customer experience. So that's uh, it's, it's not easy with 66 door centers, but clearly that's our focus and yeah. what we have a lot of people uh, spending their entire day on uh, every day.
0: That's awesome. Um, so what is AMAR? Is there anything you guys are working on? that you can share with me. That's probably not like intellectual property um, that you guys are excited about in the near future.
1: Absolutely. I mean, there's a lot, right? I think from a product standpoint, um, you know, innovation is is crucial for us and and that's an overused term, but in my mind, innovation represents the product as well as the services. So if I look at our products, uh, we've done a lot of nice, uh, great things in the past, but once again, how do we intensify that? And, uh, we've got a very formalized product innovation process. We've got a VP of innovation and in Vicki Lentz uh, that drives innovation as well as our marketing. But my main message is we're continuing to put more effort and resources. So I mentioned a couple products we got coming out. Uh, the classical full view, you mentioned the diamond weave embossment. Uh, we've got a, a, a commercial smooth, a true smooth without embossment coming out as well. And then that will intensify the next two to three to five years. We, engage a process we call generational planning. And it really focuses on the trends, what the consumer and our dealers are looking for. Then from that information, we start working on what products we're going to need. So from a product standpoint, I mentioned some specifics uh, that will intensify through the years. And I think on the services side, I mentioned our distribution evolution. Uh, we will continue that uh, to drive change and. Uh, I think a lot of our manufacturing as well, not to just share everything on the full gamut, but we're we're investing a lot of time and focus on simplifying our manufacturing processes, as I mentioned before, uh, with the intent of making it a more seamless experience. And and we will get there. It's Once again, it's not a three to six month project. It's over time, but we're very transparent in what we're doing once again, so we can get feedback. So I think there's a, a lot of excitement going on in the company and, uh, you know, we're not solely focused on just trying to grow market share. Uh, clearly, we want to do what we can to support our dealers, which in turn will allow us to grow market share profitably and ultimately meet the consumer need. And that uh, it, it sounds simple, but ultimately that's how you win the game,
0: which is what our focus is. Yeah. So I've got a special request since I'm talking to you. Can I make my request known on, on the podcast? <laughs> can we get like a can we get like a classic, a, Twenty five hundred or something. Uh, that's kind of like between. That would be like a three layer polystyrene door, and price point would be between like the urethane and the two layer.
1: You know, let me get with Vicky, and we'll have a discussion on that. Right. I think, uh, and I'm not going to try jump. to explain engineering why it may be a challenge, styrene versus urethane. But hey, once again, that's how we come up with product. as uh, product idea. So yeah, I'll, yeah, uh, it's just a hard.
0: big jump uh, price from the. The two thousand to the three thousand because of the you're going from a two. Maybe we'll layer. call
1: that the Ryan door.
0: Done. I like it. I like it. I'm gonna, like a, gonna I'm gonna need like going to kill me. i be careful. <laughs> I'm gonna need a big, big discount if you're gonna name it after me. So uh that's a good one. I like that. The Ryan Classica. It's got a ring to it, man. It's got a ring to it. Uh, all right. So um you guys have your own openers. Um, you guys have really started pushing those over the last couple of years. Can you tell me a little bit about that and why you guys decided? I think you guys have always kind of had Amar openers because I've run across some really old ones out in the in the field when I was doing repairs. You know,
1: we've had um, it, it's funny you say that. And just to be clear, we don't manufacture openers. We we, we have bought and private label through the years. We did it years ago, and then we got away from. And then we did come out with an Amar branded unit. Um, we are, you know currently deciding to move away from that if you, if you take a step back I mean we had the discussion uh, to get an AMR branded system you get the door you get the motor together feel like there could be a lot of value in that um, but quite frankly Ryan same scenario what we found after diving into that again was um, it was really less about the branding of the system and just more about the actual unit itself the value proposition and just the supply to dealers so uh, while we've had the amr branded opener, we're we're pulling away from that, and then currently we sell LiftMaster branded and Linear branded motors uh, in the marketplace, and we'll continue to do that to meet dealer demand.
0: Awesome. So I'm going to shift gears a little bit, and let's talk yep. commercial. So, I uh, it's funny that you brought up uh, you guys are really trying to do some some new things with commercial. Uh, when I was talking to Corey, my rep, I think he's a regional um today he was asking me how things are yeah. going whatever and i point blank told him i said look man we're we're you know residential's good um you know we have our our great months and we have our bad months but it's good um but we 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 focus we are not in the rat race we're not trying to do 50 billion doors um, you know if we do if i do 5 doors a week 10 doors a week i'm good if they're Eight, ten, dollars jobs. Love that. Um, I don't really care Mm -hmm. about volume as much as I do quality. Um, and it builds on itself. Right. So, so we're trying to brand ourselves as more of a quality high end dealer on the residential side on the commercial side, we're trying to grow. Like we're, we're really experiencing a lot of growth. And I think a lot of companies are, who are, are pushing right now in commercial. Um, you had mentioned that you guys are coming out with a flush, like a true flush, um panel door and you guys did some research what made you guys go that direction where where it's not embossed it's just a flat flush panel door
1: you know I think back to feedback right we, historically we've had a lot of people you know order flush and even have a dialogue with architects that they would really like to get a true flush. Uh, product in the marketplace without the ribs, right? So Where you got yeah. the completely sectioned, uh, being just totally flush, just to match the aesthetics of an you know, exterior building. Once again, thinking about contemporary architecture. So that's really the the driving force behind it. I think similar to what we talked about with the horizon Ryan. I mean, historically it's been well, you just can't do that. You're going to have old canning. It's not going to look good. You're going right. to have uh, you know a lot of visibility to dents and scratches. Uh, so we took a step back and just challenged ourselves Well, is that just sacred cow old school thinking or is there truly a way to do this? So that's really what challenges to continue to test it um, and, and focus on getting that to market. And, and it's a thicker gauge product that we're going to come to market with. But once again, it truly gives that aesthetic design if people truly want that. And, you know, I, I think our commercial capabilities is really a three-pronged attack, which is our products and and this is an enhanced product. I think we were playing catch up and then our polyurethane product investment, which I mentioned earlier in the call, uh, that allowed us to, to bridge the gap of some core product deficiencies that we had. So, so now it's really more about value added products like this commercial flush. Yeah. Um, so I think it's product, it's processes for us commercially. And we've got a, what we call the A team, which is AMAR commercial expert team. We're working on order, uh, ordering and quoting software, so so that's a table stake that we continue to have to flush forward, and then finally, it's people, uh, the last five years we've hired, you know, commercial dedicated people within our team, and that's sales folks uh, that we have out there. It's the Ace team that I mentioned. It's people internal to manufacturing, um, because I mentioned we're in our early twenties, but we gotta we gotta catch up to some of our larger competitors, and uh, for us, that's crucial to do to be able to support the business, but just to be very clear, it's not to the detriment of residential. We will continue to drive that business as well, uh, but we realize we got to figure out how to better service the marketplace, and uh, ultimately, we will.
0: That's awesome, and and you know the the, I'm. Um, I want to ask you a question, but I don't want to back you into a corner. With the flush panel door, with the non texture, you labeled it commercial. Can that not be used in a residential application? Because I get that I get that question a lot on the residential side. Because we do a lot of modern doors. Uh, yeah. Are you are you offering like uh, why are you labeling that commercial? And are you going to make residential sizes in that door?
1: Yes, sir. We will. I mean, it will start commercial just to get it to market, okay. and then and that'll you know truly work through the, the acceptance. Are there any potential issues we may have? After getting get in the market and then clearly we'll do residential. So I think right now I may get my dates a little wrong, but commercial uh, will be out in the next, uh, I think it's 60 or 90 days and then residential will be Q1 in uh, next year. Awesome. Uh, so only a, a 30 to hundred, excuse me, a 30 to 120 day gap uh, between the two, but ultimately it will be residential as well.
0: That's amazing. I, I'm a big fan of that because I get that question about once every two months when I'm showing samples of flush panel doors, on these huge Mm. modern homes in Atlanta and they're like, I don't like the texture. And I'm like, me either. (laughs) But I tell them, you know, if you don't want the texture, it's going to be more money because, you know, you got, uh, you got to buy better quality steel with less imperfections or no imperfections. Um, you know, and there's a lot of benefits to having the the texture on there. Uh, but, but it's very, it's very popular, um, to, uh,
1: so we, for, we feel it do well, and that's great. If we've got a need that, that your consumers are asking for
0: in your marketplace, man, that's the, that's the goal. That's yeah, I've seen it more and more. Well, cool, man. Thank you so much for your time today. Is there anything you would like to tell our audience? Actually, let me rephrase that before we go. I've got quick hitters. I forgot last week. So uh, quick hitters. These are questions that I ask really fast. You answer really fast. They don't normally go fast. I just say that for whatever reason. <laughs> okay. Um, Alright, so what type of door and motor do you have on your home?
1: I have a Classica three thousand.
0: Good choice. What kind of motor?
1: Excuse me, and after uh eighty five fifty, I'm gonna get it wrong. I think it's hey, L that's got the camera. That's what I got on my house. Eighty
0: five fifty three. Good job.
1: Uh there you go. I like
0: that one. That's a good one. Uh we just started installing that probably about six months ago. Uh I've I had the Classica three thousand um with an eighty five fifty. Uh, before i switched Ooh. and i'm doing an overlay a chi 5300 well 32 inch radius powder coated track with an 8500 w and um I-, I love the track and the, the side all mount. Right. it's my favorite um all right sorry uh jordan or kobe for the greatest of all time
1: you know I'm a I went to the university of North Carolina so it's I, knew, be I was going to say stuff. I was uh, oh, no, you're from North Carolina scary,
0: you, it would be a sin be for Jordan. you to choose Kobe I imagine I mean uh, absolutely
1: I wouldn't be welcome back in the state Yeah,
0: you know that All but, right uh so I introduced my kids to um what's that movie that Jordan did with the um Bugs Bunny and uh what is it Space Jam so I introduced my kids to Space Jam uh, because I'm always talking about Jordan. I was part of like the Jordan fan club growing up, like got the box and uh, the mail every time. I was huge Michael Jordan fan. And so I'm, I am still always talk about him. I'm 41 years old and I talk about him. Um, and so uh, my kids, I said, you know, we're going to sit down and watch this movie. This is one of daddy's favorite movies when he was younger. And so now my son has literally watched that movie 50 times. Every time I come home from work, dad, you watch Space Jam? I'm like, dude, I can't see it another time, but he that's loves it. To,
1: that's when you go home, that's what you want to see. That's yeah,
0: different. yeah, that's awesome. All right, so um, I don't know what type of music you listen to, but uh, growing up, I was a big rap fan. So Tupac or Biggie? It would be Tupac. Nice choice. I know that
1: doesn't go with my East Coast route, but uh, Tupac, I was a bigger fan of him than Biggie.
0: Nice. Uh, pizza with a fork or hands?
1: Hands, no doubt. Nice choice.
0: Favorite band?
1: That's a tough one, man. Probably, um, oh, that's a tough one. You know, I probably listen to more country now.
0: Who's your favorite? Um,
1: yeah, I'm gonna get picked on for this, but, um, yeah, <laughs> Rascal Flatts, man. I'm probably gonna get picked on
0: for that, that's but a good I like one. Rascal Flat. I don't think that's a bad I mean, Florida, Georgia, Line's good too, but I like the old school yeah, Rascal, yeah. Rascal Flatts. So uh I don't know why but the favorite band question every time that's like the people the one that I think most people struggle with the most. Um I think <laughs> when you ask somebody what's your favorite I think immediately we just go to like all right so yeah what what have I been listening to lately and then then you kind of like expand it to all time. It's kind of a broad question. It's difficult. My my daughter asked me what's my favorite color all the time I'm like what am I wearing? Black? Sure. Yeah, blue, whatever. Um All right, so were you a good or bad student in grade school?
1: I'd say I was a good student.
0: Okay. You're one of my few in the door business that's answered that that way. Uh, Do you play an instrument?
1: I've never played an instrument. I I have no musical skills.
0: Yeah, me either. All right. uh, Did Carol Baskin kill her husband? You're a publicly traded company, so if this is too off the beaten path, I understand.
1: (laughs) Was that? I
0: did Did Carol Baskin kill her husband?
1: You know, i never watched Tiger King. I need to get on the bandwagon. I just there, never there. did it. I all right. It. You only got through the first episode if you couldn't keep going. <laughs> I
0: need to try it. It's, uh, you tell me anyway? you, while watching it, you literally can feel the brain cells dying, but it's <laughs> great entertainment. It's, it's really good. Um, all right. So, uh, let's say I'm a pick one. Clopay dealer or whoever, Rainer, whatever, doesn't matter. I don't use AMAR right now. Yeah. What's a compelling speech to get my brain working to say, hmm, I should give AMAR a try. What would you say to those people?
1: You know, I'm not going to get overly salesman on. you. I think ultimately we're just going to have an open, candid discussion. I I think for us, our secret sauce is local distribution and, and more importantly, our people mentioned it before on the call we've got a caring culture of service but that's more than lip service we've got to prove it to you and having the local relationships having local distribution it's all about building uh, relationships and i think ultimately that's what we're about i think you know product certain products are table stakes you got to have those certain services are table stakes but with us, uh, you're going to get a core relationship with innovative products, and ultimately working towards best-in-class service, and that's uh, our focus. But with all that being said, do we make mistakes? Absolutely. We make them every day. Uh, but the key difference with us you're going to find is when we make a mistake, we're going to do everything we can to correct it uh, and, and try to support you in your business.
0: Awesome. Val, you're an important person, and I want to let you know uh, that you just took an hour out to spend with me and my audience. I really appreciate that. And it's been a pleasure getting to know you and uh, an intramatic Amar a little better. Uh, so uh, thank you for your time. I'm going to send you an invite on LinkedIn also. Um, yes, sir. And uh, next time we're in town, I think we may have met once uh, briefly, 30 seconds at most, um, at, uh, at one of the expos. But uh, I would love to sit down with you at, uh, whenever we're allowed to. Uh, again, and uh, hang out and chat with you, get to know you a little better. But a uh, very impressive way that you're running your company. I, I love your approach and everything that you're doing, and I wish you guys the best. And, uh, you know, keep innovating, keep doing great things. I'm watching. I think a lot of people are. And uh, and, and I encourage our audience, uh, you know, try new things. If you haven't used the AMR door, uh, definitely check out the Classica. Your installers may not like you on the 3,000. Send enough people to lift that bad boy on the top section. But uh, it turns out beautifully, and our customers love it. Uh, so a huge fan there. And I'm excited to check out the Horizon and a few other doors uh, as you guys roll these flush panel doors out. So uh, thank you, Val, uh, and we appreciate your time.
1: Absolutely, Ryan. I appreciate the invitation to your podcast. And uh, I think it's, it's uh, you know individuals like you that's all about bringing the dealer and the manufacturer closer together, and I absolutely appreciate that. I appreciate thank it. Thank you for the
0: time. Thank you. Have a good day. Be okay.